everyone. Welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci. And Scott Jans. This is episode 86, Backpacking Beginnings, Update with Carrie. We are now on Patreon.com. If you'd like to support Trust the Trail podcast, please check out Patreon.com forward slash Trust the Trail. We would love for you to be a part of our outdoor backpacking community. Plus, you can receive our, receive our podcast early before it hits the world. And of course, another way to support our podcast is by listening to Trust the Trail on the Radio Public app for both iOS and Android. You can download that today and add Trust the Trail podcast to your favorite library. On this episode, we give an update on one of our very own podcast listeners and how things have developed in her upcoming through hike on the Appalachian Trail. We hear from her own perspective regarding her very first backpacking trip, what adjustments to her gear, plan, and mental preparedness has altered from having just spent one night out in the woods. By the way, you can always join in on the discussion on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast and come be part of our podcast family. Come hang with us and join in on the conversation. So you may know Carrie from episode 75, an aspiring through hiker released back in September. Here is her update now. Well, hey, Carrie, how are you? I'm doing great, Scott. How are you doing tonight? Good. So um, we wanted to get an update on your Appalachian Trail through hike plans. And we want to kind of get an update on how did backpacking boot camp go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like that there are some giggles going on there. Hi, Ariane. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, backpacking boot camp, of course, does correlate with my uh, AT plan. Um, I think the podcast, if everybody's caught up, that you've listened to Scott reminisce about our time together. Um, wow. There, uh, wow. <laughs> Before I went to boot camp, Scott had said to me he loves when it's bad weather because you really get to, you know, learn and, uh, Definitely had some bad weather, that's for certain. <laughs> you could say it was a little on the unexpected end. <laughs> yes, that is for certain. Uh, the first evening, uh, we did have some flash flooding, apparently. Um, I was having a hard time initially falling asleep, um, just because, well, I think it was like 8 o'clock at night. But once I got sleeping, I was fine. And Scott had mentioned, he's like, man, your, your tent really held up good during the rainstorm. And I literally said, what rainstorm? Um, so apparently the, the rain just was very soothing to me. Um, but my little tent did a great job. And a lot of that I have to thank Scott for because of the guidelines. Um, I really wasn't familiar on how they needed to be kind of angled. And uh, he walked me all through that. Like I said, that was the first time I put my tent up besides my backyard, um, to utilize it. So that was a, a definitely a great learning experience. And my tent stayed really dry. Um, I did have one side fall down, but that wasn't the tent. That was, I was under a tree with wet leaves and well, that's just going to happen. <laughs> you know, we talk a lot about testing your gear and what better way to test your gear than, uh, you know, put it up against elements, um, that are really going to push it to, the brink of what it should be used for, which, so that's a great, 
it's great that you learned it prior to going out there um, rather than, you know, having to experience it on day one or day two of your actual through hike upcoming. Yeah, yeah and, certainly. And it no, was ahead. nice to know the car was right. And, say, and we were car camping the first night. Um, so it allowed me to have a little bit of um, kind of a safety net there. Um, so it was nice to have the car right there in case I needed anything, but I didn't. So that was great. Well, I think that of all the people that we have uh, taken out on boot camp, I can say Mother Nature was very kind to you. She really wanted you to learn everything um, as far as weather goes. So, you know, we survived the, the kind of like the flooding uh, all night. It rained all night and it rained hard, too. Um, and then it did, it rained hard and then them leaves coming down and the wind, it was, uh, an experience. <laughs> I, I know. I like his choice of kind. Mother nature was kind to you. <laughs> I know. I, I had different words for her that evening. <laughs> very, very different from the perspective of, uh, somebody wanting to, wanting you to engage in, and everything that mother nature could throw at you, uh, versus the opposite end of the spectrum. You're like, okay, could you tone it down a little bit for the beginning? <laughs> right. Because, well, I guess she did because day one was, uh, 10 times better than day two. <laughs> day two got even worse. <laughs> and, and this was your first backpacking trip I mean you had never gone backpacking before correct I have not no I've you know car camped quite a bit and I've been um tented with my with my motorcycle but never backpacking in somewhere bringing your own you know food and using a privy and things like that 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 was all new <laughs> Um, and so what uh, we were going to go and do one section of the trail but with you know we we knew there was a cold front coming in and so we went up to Mountain Crossings on, right on the Appalachian Trail, and we picked up some gear. Um, how, how, I guess, how, how did you feel or, or you know, like, are you, were, you, were you happy that you went there to look at gear first before you went out there? Oh, yeah, considering what that night brought us. Um, so it was so nice because I did get to go to Mountain Crossings and basically had my personal shopper, Scott, with me, um, which is so beneficial because I'm sure we've all been there searching the different online stores, the REIs and this, what, and whatever. Um, but it was just so nice to have your knowledge, Scott, and then, of course, the um, sales associates that were there and uh, really getting the gear that I needed to purchase, which of course, was not inexpensive, but knowing confidently that I was going to be a one and done purchase, that I wasn't going to be buying another um, jacket a couple weeks down the road on the trail. Um, so I did, I ended up with a 800 fill down jacket, which was very, very clutch coming that evening. And then also got an ultralight um, a rain jacket. So pairing those together, if that just lets you know how the evening went, I slept not only in my down jacket, but also my rain gear. <laughs> yeah, I think you got the Mont Bell, and I think you got the outdoor research. Am I correct on that? You got the Mont That Bell. is correct. Okay, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Awesome pieces of gear. Um, so we go out there and, um, you know, I guess kind of give us, um, kind of give us, 
your impression of what the expectations were versus the reality of we didn't do a really long backpacking trip, but the weather made it very interesting. Um, give us kind of give us your perspective. I'm like, you know, you think about, oh, what, you know, what, what's it like sleeping in a shelter? What's it like, you know, doing this or, 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 or going here or, or climbing up the hill? What was that? Uh, what was that reality for you? Yeah. So, I mean, our adventure, of course, started uh, at Kroger, as any good adventure who should. Um, but that's where, you know, I was basically, that's how new I am at all this. So walking to the grocery store um, was really nice because Scott was showing me what I could buy in the future and then what I would actually need this evening. Um, so just kind of looking at a couple different things, learning a lot of um, labeling and cost effectiveness I thought was a really great thing going to Kroger and walking through and getting that different information um, I thought it was pretty funny so I knew going out that I was only going to be there for a day or two and 100% bought way too much food so that is something you know a testament you know I'm not going to have a hunger hunger it's a day and we did not hike very long at all um, but I was amazed how much food I had packed in thinking I was going to go through all this food and didn't eat any of it. Um, so did the Kroger. And then like the, the first night we car camped, which was great just to kind of get my gear put up and then have the rain. Um, but what was really kind of cool about the rain, not only did I learn how to put my gear up and what I needed to do to make it work appropriately, but also taking down wet gear. Oh, wow. That was, that was fun. Um, so I figured out that I could get up underneath my tent and take down the inside of it before the, the rain fly, um, learned how to kind of angle the stakes better. Um, especially with the ground that really wasn't working for me, um, had to go hunt for a rock. So really, really got to get all the um, different aspects of that in. Um, we finished up that night. You know, we kind of talked about what we wanted to do the next morning because where we were going to hike with all the rain we had, you know, as Scott mentioned, it was going to be a mud hole. Um, and I kind of talked to him about actually going out on a section of the AT because I have no idea what it looks like. Um, you know, what a shelter looks like, what a bear hanging pole looks like what the privies look like um so he offered to you know well why don't we take a little adventure so we drove another hour and a half or so um we went to mountain crossings and like i said i did get those two items but it was just so nice because we got to look at all the different things that were available um that was something we did the first night slash the next morning was look at the cook stove systems and that was something that i was really really interested in because i hadn't bought a cook system yet um, so during the backpacker boot camp Scott kind of showed me about three different um, options of course the pocket rocket that a lot of folks have the um, gas the alcohol stoves that you can make yourself that he was actually made Ariane's that she had made and then um, a commercial um, alcohol stove as well so we went to mountain crossings we kind of looked that stuff over again and um, Scott had picked up some stuff for himself to let me kind of give it a try um so when we were going to cook that night so into the the at we go um we hiked down we were in Hogpen gap is that about where we were i believe yeah, absolutely okay um so what was interesting again you know i'd done all my research and thinking that i kind of knew what i knew about the at but 
later learned that that's very little knowledge I have, um, but was surprised how far off the trail that this particular shelter was. I thought you'd just kind of be like walking along the trail and be like, oh, there's the, there's the shelter I'm going to hang out at. Um, this shelter was a good probably mile and a half, if not two miles off the trail. Um, and it was in a gap. So we hiked up a hill, hiked down a hill uh, to get to the, the shelter. So I was really kind of surprised about that. Um, but once we got there, it was a nice little area, a little picnic table, uh, privy, not very far away. Great water source. Um, it was a piped water source. So that was really uh, nice to see. So when we got there, um, what was that? Oh, I was saying you were lucky on that one. <laughs> yes, yes. That was, uh, Scott kind of gave me his ratings. He said he, he grades water A through F. Yeah. You know, A would be from our, our water tap here in our kitchen and then so on and so forth. So he gave this one a strong A minus, which <laughs> I thought, considering I didn't see a faucet anywhere. Um, so we went down there and we both had two different filtration systems. He was using the gravity feed uh, Sawyer method. Um, and I had purchased, uh, it's called the Katahdin B-Free. It's something newer on the market. Uh, it was on Backpacker uh, Magazine. They had rated it. So I gave that a try. And it did filter very quickly. Um, know, you made me think twice about my water system when I saw I, I Yeah. Connection. I was <laughs> like, well, yeah. I, I, um, I think the, I liked it. The goal, because it just, it's a squeeze method, but you squeeze the whole bag, so it just shoots the water right through it. So I was filtering, oh, I was done probably, I don't know, four or five minutes before Scott was. <laughs> um, so probably going to use that method with a smart water bottle. Um, but yeah, we got our water, we got back to camp, um, decided that we were going to sleep in the shelter that evening, because that was part of what I wanted to experience. You know, what is an AT shelter? And of course, I'm sure they come in all different levels and niceties. This was very basic. She had wood and three sides. It was a lean tube. Um, <laughs> but we set up our cooking that evening. Um, well, I guess before cooking, we both kind of set our, our bedding up because we wanted to make sure that the down would fluff up and everything. So we did that. Um, but when it came to cooking, I, after he had shown me those three different cook systems, I was really kind of keyed in on the taupe alcohol stove. And uh, so that's what I cooked with that evening. It was very simple to use. Um, what he had picked up at Mountain Crossing was a new uh, pot, pot uh, shelf for that, which after further research, I've discovered not only is it a pot uh, stand, but it also works as the windbreak. You don't have to right. have that other initial uh, wind thing around it. Um, because since you and I have seen each other, I actually did purchase it. Um, <laughs> I've, I, I've made a meal in my kitchen. I mean, it's no Martha Stewart, but, uh, I have to get used not yet. to, not if yet. any, anyway, not yet. Positive. Yes. Um, if anybody's not familiar with the alcohol stove, you have to basically, you know, put your flame right to the alcohol. And I'm a little gun shy around that. So that's what I'm practicing is holding my finger basically down in the alcohol and not have a conniption when it lights uh so far so good <laughs> i commend you uh, i have uh, burnt all the hairs on the back of my uh, hand before trying to do that so <laughs> yeah i don't i mean this is gonna work to push the cuticles back or not but uh so far so good um but yeah that's just the cook system i went with um a little insight to that you know 
seems like a lot of people use the pocket rocket with those little canister stoves. And I wasn't familiar with anything. So I kind of went into this with, you know, what's going to work best. My biggest thing that I kept on bringing up to Scott was, wait, those aren't refillable. The idea that those canisters are thrown out constantly was just something that I wasn't going to set easy with. Um, I like the idea of the alcohol stove that, you know, you can just pick up a, a couple ounces and then you're good to go. And of course, you know how much you have. Um, the canisters, that's kind of a, you know, roll the die there. How much did I use? How much didn't I use? Am I going to be able to make it the next three days or am I going to run out tonight? Um, so that was kind of my takeaway on it for what it's worth when anybody's looking into different things. Uh, I would highly recommend maybe looking at the alcohol stove. Um, with that being said, there are parts of the trail that you can't use them on in certain times of the year. So I'm going to be, make sure to keep abreast of that to make sure that I'm, uh, abiding by the rules, but that little gas stove, she, uh, or excuse me, alcohol stove worked great. Um, thought of probably had water boiling within five minutes and then made a delightful mashed potatoes. <laughs> uh, so that was our evening of that. Scott had, of course, PB&J, which I had also had some PB&J. Um, you can't go wrong with that. Um, and then that was about it for the evening. So we nestled in at, oh, I don't know, 530? <laughs> because, of course, this is after daylight savings. Right. So uh, we had that going on for us. And, and, so Scott and, then, we and, I, our, and then we cursed ourselves. We, we Oh, yeah, because... We completely cursed ourselves by saying, you know, it's really not that bad as we got into our sleeping yeah. bags. It was kind of so we got into our sleeping bags. And uh, prior to that, I had actually hung up my tent because it was, you know, the opening there. But my tent was soaking wet from the night before. Because, you know, I'll put my tent up. It can dry out, maybe work as a little windbreak. Oh, my Jesus. That wind got going. My tent, all it did was slap everywhere. Scott and I were covered up. Not so we, you know, both had our sleeping pads and then our our um, sleeping bags. But then we put plastic over top of us. Uh, that didn't help. Uh, we were toe to toe, and you know, Scott had said in the middle of the or the next morning, he's like, "Yeah, I was thinking about coming over to your side, but I didn't want to startle you." And I'm thinking, like, you should have come right over next to me. You would have been that better of a wind block. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. It's yeah, I was just going to say, you know, it goes to show you from, you know, what, what you set out with in your mind uh, as to what you're going to experience or, you know, what, and this is just a quick overnight, but how quickly everything that you perhaps may have anticipated, regardless of keeping an open mind in that situation, you know, it, it takes a complete turn and it turns into something something you can't anticipate, something you have no concept of experiencing until you actually experience it. Um, and, 100%. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, I'm kind of now knowing that you guys are back and you're safe and, you know, <laughs> no, uh, no sickness really developed from all of that weather. I, 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 I'm glad you experienced it because, it, it probably really set a, a pretty solid precedent for what you could anticipate out there. Yes. And that's, you know, Scott and I had talked about it. Had this been, we were out hiking. We knew this weather was going to be coming in. There would have been no way we would have probably, you know, it probably would have been a night in town. 
hiked in, yeah, if you're um, the, if you're taking that zero. Yeah. If you're, if you're, uh, if you're through hiking, that's, you know, that could have been a zero day. However, it was, it was, you know, it was sunny when we got up, it was, it was a, it was a beautiful morning time. Albeit everything froze. Or, I mean, we almost had a brick of water completely frozen in our platy, but it just shows you that, you know, that the weather changes all the time up in the mountains and you just don't know what you don't know. Um, but when we hiked out, I mean, what was that view like? I mean, yeah, it was cold. Yeah, the, it, it sucked that night. Pretty bad. It was, it was kind of a long night. But what payoff did you get in the morning time? Yeah, so the view was what just breathtaking. It was the first frost, everything, you know, we're the only ones out there. Um, the tree limbs had a little bit, not ice yet, but, you know, just that little kind of flaking on top of it. Um, but I'll be the first to admit prior to getting to that view, getting back out of that gap kicked my butt. Um, you know, and I'm a person that I, I go to the gym regularly, you know, I got a few extra pounds, not going to kid anybody, but my cardio is usually where it needs to be. I'm lifting weights. I'm doing my runs every other day. That it wasn't a mountain, but it was a pretty steep hill. Um, I did have to take a break. Um, so that was the moment that I was like, okay, this is going to be a lot harder than I gave it credit for because here we did two miles down and two miles up that was never on the Appalachian trail that was just one you know one of the spur trails to get to where you needed to sleep so that did not quote unquote count towards the 2200 miles you're about to do (laughs) (laughs) so it was little things like that like yes the trail might be that 2190 miles but by the time you're done going here there and wherever you're probably easily going to hike another few couple hundred miles oh absolutely Um, but yeah, so that was a real like, huh, all right. Uh, but when we did get to the top, that view was definitely worth it. And I got a smile on my face once we got <laughs> to the top and I could feel my toes because that was the big thing Scott and I joke about. Like we were, you know, prior to going to bed, he talked about making bacon and egg because he was so excited about making a bacon, egg and bagel. And I was like, God, that sounds good. I'm not even when Scott to take care of you up. I said, yep, let's go. I was so ready to get moving, um, knowing my car wasn't very far, uh, but it was, it was cold. It was, it was cold. Um, I think if it weren't for the wind, we would have been okay, but that wind was just relentless inside the shelter. Inside the um, shelter, right. It, yeah, it's twofold because I don't know if my tent would have stood up. I really don't. I mean, those were 40 mile per hour wind gusts easily so i guess the question is your first backpacking trip you know you're you're planning on doing the appalachian trail in that little time just getting out there and testing your gear seeing you know being in your tent when it's a full hardcore press rain being on the appalachian trail in a full weather changing event 40 mile per hour winds. What, how did that mentally change everything that you're now planning to do or did it at all? 
Oh yeah, no, it plan- changed some stuff. I went shopping. Um, <laughs> so that evening, my um, sleeping pad, I had no issues with, but unfortunately, um, Scott, his his went flat on him. Um, and I kind of took that into consideration, you know, what happens if you do, you know, per se, get a flat and you were extra cold that evening. Um, it was twofold. We needed one anyways, but, uh, so my fiance and I, we went to REI and checked out some of the different sleeping pads and I ended up getting one of the, the closed foam, um, sleeping pads. Um, I went with the switchback, which if anybody hasn't checked that one out, um, I went to go buy a therma rest but the, the switchback one, it's a little bit wider and longer and a lot cushier and it actually weighs less. Um, that I think is going to go with me instead of my inflatable one, because I don't want to get a hole on the trail and have to worry about how do I repair this. Um, so that was one of the takeaways that I definitely um, kept in mind. Um, like I said, I did buy my stove talking about that. Um, and then also my layering system. I had all right layering system. Um, again, a lot of my running gear, but a little bit heavier than I needed to have. Um, so I did get a different medium weight layer for myself. Um, I already had a good lightweight and then I had my, um, my new rain jacket, but then did get that medium weight there. But all in all, it just made me realize it's going to be tough. I never quote unquote expected it to be a walk in the park or I should say a walk in the woods. Um, but it, it just really was a mental like, Oh, all right. She really don't care about you. And even though Scott, you think mother nature was being nice. I think she had a bone to pick with me. I think, I think she gave you a gift. I actually agree with Scott on that one. I think it was, um, uh, I, I think it was a gift in the long run because there's, there's nothing that will, you know, make you question what you've just done more than the mental aspect of, of, you know, you, you said it, you weren't even prepared for possibly how tough it is, you know, putting a backpack on changes that level of fitness entirely. You could, you could be as fit, as fit as a fiddle if that's the saying, and you put a backpack on and it really changes that dynamic. Um, yes, the elevation change. And, oh. and I think like and, that, uh, mental, that mental game that you're faced with just in a quick overnight, it, you know, that, that's what the trail is. And, and being prepared mentally is, is, it's such a gift that, that I think you received in in acknowledging that up front before you even step foot on the trail. And I think March is your date, right? Um, no, so I'm not until May. I'm, well, okay. it'll be the end of April, May, because I'm going to do that flip-flop. Right, okay. So you are still flip-flop. March is when I'm getting married, you know. Okay, so. that, 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 <laughs> that is in my mind. I knew March was a big date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to have a little wedding and then, you know, just take off for six so, months. <laughs> so speaking of, obviously, so support systems are huge um, when you go out there. I, if everybody probably already knows from listening from episode 75, um, when we first interviewed you, you, you your then husband won't be going with you. Um, has, 
has going out there on that one overnight and experiencing what you had, has it changed the dynamic of what you think perhaps you expect from him or he can expect of you? Um, has anything altered there? Has any conversation stirred uh, to develop a, di a, a different aspect of that support? Well, it's funny you should say that, actually. Um, yes, because he, we always joke, he's an indoor enthusiast. <laughs> um, but for Christmas, we're actually going to go out to San Diego to see some friends. And for two days, we're going to go to Joshua Tree. Oh. Um, so that's, we ended up and he needed some sleep gear. So, you know, twofold, I'm like, yeah, honey, buy that one. That one looks nice. <laughs> so he bought a $50 bed and now it's mine, you know, come <laughs> May. Um, <laughs> uh, so that was nice to see his interest peak with that. Um, he's a, he's a boy scout. So he always jokes that he got his fill of the outdoors when he was young. Um, but for him to show a little bit of interest there was a nicety. Um, we're going to backpack, but we're going to end up car camping just because I don't need to be buying that gear twice, that very expensive gear. Mm -hmm. um, but just seeing that he wants to experience it as well. Um, you know, when I got back from the trip, of course, his first question was, well, did you have fun? I go, huh, well, let me tell you. <laughs> that was, uh, so it wasn't that I didn't have fun, but it was not sunshine and rainbows by any means um no because I, I don't remember you getting out of your uh sleeping bag after seven o'clock and taking instagram <laughs> photographs um my fingers didn't work that's right i mean it, it the re, i think the reality of the trail um is that it's hard it's a hard trail to do and then you throw in a little bit of rain a little bit of wind, a little bit of cold, and it just, and then a little two and a half mile jaunt to, to a shelter, you know, and it kind of changes the dynamic and it, it kind of like gives you a, a reality dose. What, I mean, right? Yeah. And I mean, you know, when I joke and say, yeah, my fingers didn't work, but that triggered me to remember, like legitimately, I was asking Scott, my fingers, I could not get them to like, my blood was not circulating properly to them. Um, that was something that you and I had talked about. You said that um, Arianne was, have, has had issues with that in the past. Um, and that promptly made me start looking up, what do I get for warmer gloves? What do I need to do to combat this issue? Because thankfully, yeah, it was a crappy night as far as weather goes, but the car, you know, was only within a couple miles of that. So I was going to be able to rectify any situation. And then once you started hiking too, and the more, I mean, I can speak for myself, but I know once we started hitting that hill, um, then all of a sudden, you know, the, the blood started pumping again, started warming up a little bit. The sun was getting a little warmer. And I say that very lightly, maybe I don't even, I don't know if it even got a degree warmer, but um, you know, just the, your body then becomes a piece of gear. Also, it, it you know, it starts warming you up you know i don't think we took any layers off it was that windy and that cold but uh yeah i mean you know your body just starts naturally warming up a little bit um and i think when we were finally up on top of that hill i think you said i, I can finally start feeling my fingers yes i mean and that's a prime example like if that were to happen again i think what i would do is break down camp and i'll eat a breakfast bar when i can feel my face again yeah. you know i don't have to wait around and like nope i'm gonna have my coffee and i'm gonna make this um it's just kind of that decision uh getting that body moving along 
Um, because in the same breath, you don't want to expend too much energy, say do jumping jacks or running in place when you're going to go hike all that day. Um, so just really kind of making sure that you're putting the right amount of energy in the right amount of resources. Well, I'm glad you had uh, an experience like that. Um, we uh, we want to kind of keep in touch. Um, we want to hear about your next backpacking trip because I think you had some homework to do, if I remember, from your uh, boot camp class. I think we uh, I think we wanted you to go backpacking somewhere. Was that correct? Yes. Yes, I kind of took, I was like, wait, what was I supposed to do? Um, so yes, we're going to do Joshua Tree there in December. Um, but then we talked about maybe uh, the three of us getting together again, yep. maybe uh, midway there, Chattanooga area. Yep, um, but I still have some things to learn um, because one thing I learned there was how to use, is it, is it even called the bear pole? Um, I learned how to use that, but I still need help learning how to hang an actual bear bag when yep. there's not a convenient pole available well we're, we're definitely going out again and we definitely if there's an update or anything changes uh let us know um so we can keep everybody informed about your we want to follow you all the way to katahdin so um and then i have a big big uh celebration for you when you uh when you come off the uh off the trail so Thank you so much. I really, we really appreciate you coming on and uh, giving us your version of uh, your first backpacking trip on the, on the Appalachian Trail. Yeah, there's so, there's so much in-depth knowledge of, uh, you know, from thought to the actual movement and then what is learned from it and then what's developed and then offering advice from what you've come from uh, towards listeners. And, and, and that's all what this podcast is about is trusting that and learning it from scratch in a sense. And, you know, you have been a very inspiring individual to us. Um, and, and I think that uh, our listeners would definitely agree. So thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And uh, we will, uh, we will catch up with you a little bit later. Okay. Sounds great, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Carrie. <laughs> Bye. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, please give it a review on iTunes and help us get our podcast out. We always love to hear what you're thinking, how we can do better, and it really helps spread the word for our podcast. Shout outs to our Facebook members and our patrons, Rick, Shirley, Chuck, John Phillips, Yvonne, Gary, and our newest Patreon member, Suzanne Johnson. Our podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, and of course on the Radio Public app for both iOS and Android. You can also follow us on Instagram, Trust the Trail. We've got some amazing photos up there. Um, and thank you again. Uh, we enjoy talking to Carrie. She's uh, we, we feel like we've made a new friend because of this podcast, and I guess that's what communities all about so we really appreciate that in the meantime everybody get outdoors trust the trail, trail.